0: Find love at first drive and start shopping now
1: at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer
0: with Dan Wetzel.
2: They lost all the lawsuits and then they just... Continuing to be like, well, we'll just go back to before we had the lawsuit.
1: <laughs> With S.I.'s Pat Forty. Even by the Daily Mail standards, they must have been sitting there saying, you're kidding me, we really have this story?
0: Here's Pat and
2: Dan. I right, welcome to the pod, and it wouldn't be an off-season pod this year without discussing collectives, name, image, and likeness, transfer portal. We need a good conference realignment. Something something yeah, something more fun than this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that like, yeah, the teams that are going from the AAC to the Big Twelve, we need some sort of like contentiousness there. Like maybe Oklahoma and Texas try to stop them at the border. Uh, you know.
2: Yeah. Could we get like a coach and cheerleader story going or something (laughs) like that? Can we get some kind of something fun? Anyway, uh, it is the it is the big topic and uh Your colleague and our friend Ross Dellinger had a story this week about the uh, NCAA or or college leaders. It's really the same. Everyone wants to blame the NCAA, but they never want to blame their own AD, uh, which is always funny. Who do you think makes up the NCAA? (laughs) Are, Are going to create a committee that will... Uh, quote, gearing up to issue a warning to hundreds of wealthy boosters who are using name, image, and likeness ventures to involve themselves in recruiting. University administrators, part of a task force to review NIL, are finalizing additional guidelines that are expected to clarify that boosters and boosters-led collectives are prohibited from involvement in recruiting. Multiple sources tell Sports Illustrated. Uh, There's all sorts of tumult about coaches saying it's no... There's a Pac-12 defensive coordinator told on three. It's no longer about culture. We have kids come to our school on a visit and say, we love you, coach. Love you, coach. Love your scheme. It's a great fit, but what can you offer? Uh, I doubt they're that brazen, but that's probably putting it together. Um, Everything's about money now. These guys are upset. They're calling NIL. Now it's legal. (laughs) It's pretty funny. Although normally when things become legal, people don't complain about it. They go, this is great. Right. When When you could buy weed (laughs) in like, like in many states, including the state of Michigan. I've not heard people talk about how this is terrible. They're like, dude, I can get weed delivered to my door now.
1: Like, well, if you go back, like when they got, when they repealed prohibition, I think the women's temperance union was still kind of like aghast. Yeah. So this
2: is uh, an example of of the coverage of the sport being um, top down, not bottom up. There you go. I guarantee you the parents are not complaining. Right. No one's going, no, this is terrible. We need some, no. I need guardrails. I need guardrails. <laughs> <laughs> we might make money. <laughs> yeah.
1: Stop us from making money, please. Task force. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Great quote by need- BYU coach Kalani Sataki. Quote, I don't know if a young 18, 19 year old is supposed to have that much money in their bank account. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, uh i don't yeah. it's like uh, you might blow a hundred thousand dollars therefore let's not give you the hundred thousand dollars then you have nothing to blow <laughs> well if i blow the hundred thousand i'd have nothing
1: right, yeah. <laughs> right. There you go. yes you should remain with nothing because you might end up with nothing i mean
2: <laughs> Do they run these quotes through their head before they say them?
1: No. And it shows this is feudalism. This is the coaches is, are swimming in the deep end a little bit here. And then, and completely tone-deaf and unrealistic to their own situations where, you know, like, okay, yes, now we need responsible spending. We're going to hear this in college football. Like, we should responsibly <laughs> spend this more that that money that's going to the players that they may blow, we should instead spend it responsibly on a waterfall. A miniature golf course, a lazy river at our football facility, the biggest championship rings you could possibly make to put on a <laughs> finger. Give me a hundred of those. Give me a hundred diamond encrusted, massive championship rings. That's responsible spending. Don't let these Private kids jets, blow the money.
2: Country clubs. Yeah, a staff so big they had to say you, you have too many coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is forty-seven not. analysts. You know what? Eighteen and nineteen-year-olds have tons of money. The eighteen and nineteen year old sons of college football coaches. His dad's rich. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. I'm not sure you should have this much money. Well, your kid's <laughs> gonna have it. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, whatever. I mean, I, Sataki's good. He's a great coach, but I mean, it's just you can I can pick a million of these quotes. Um, but the the bit is that they're they're going to try to uh, they're going to try to do this. There's now a lot of regret amongst the administrators. They had not uh, somehow seen this coming, no matter how many federal lawsuits they lost uh, and how much this was obviously growing, how many, how many uh, legislatures around the country legalized it. So we have, uh, here's a quote from Bob Bowlesby, still the big tail commissioner. These collectives and booster groups, all of the people involved with them would be considered representatives of athletic departments. Our proposal included a provision. Uh, this was a provision that was not adopted that the school couldn't be involved in matchmaking the deals and putting student athletes on deals to avoid inducements on student enrollments and transfers. Seems to me we would have had, we would have been infinitely better off had we gone ahead and implemented the guardrails. At least we would have provided some guidance. Uh, so I, I, they're, they're going with the, we're going to try to stuff some of this toothpaste back in the tube because we didn't do our job before. Can they do it, Pat?
1: I don't know how. I mean, I. how exactly are they going to do this? How do you, you know, pick your idiom here, toothpaste back in the tube, genie back in the bottle, horse back in the barn. I mean, none of those things are going to be very easy to have happen now that, that the the guardrails never went up to begin with and everybody now has commenced doing business this way. Uh, I just I think it's going to be really hard to enforce uh, it's going to be hard to first of all get people just to stop doing things the way they're doing. But then, secondly, if they don't stop, how do you how do you catch them and how do you enforce it? How do you penalize them? I mean, we've seen decades of NCAA feebleness when it comes to trying to police its rules. So, and and if they do what the transfer Com- transformation committee seems likely to do is just basically tell every conference make your own rules and come up with your own way of doing things that isn't going to necessarily fix anything either because the conferences don't want to be in the in the business of any enforcement. They don't want to they they want to be in the business of making money. They don't want to be in the business of having the commissioner being the bad guy saying state you you're now we caught you cheating and you have to miss the peach bowl this year or whatever. That's just not the way the conferences got out of that game. They don't want to get back into it. So if there's a way that they could possibly put up the guardrails and have them actually work Great, but I don't see how. You know,
2: I, I would tread very carefully if I was this group. I I don't I, I don't like the guardrails. Again, it's completely one-sided. All these complaints are just hysterical. I, I, I just I don't know. I mean, every every person that applies to college, the colleges literally throw a bidding war out on how much scholarship money they're gonna give different people. Baylor has a deal where they pay two girls, two women who go to the school who are social influencers to post TikToks and stuff about Baylor. Um, I don't know how this holds up in court. I don't know how you'd ever enforce this. Tennessee, the state of Tennessee, lawmakers updated the state's NIL laws. It's an AP story. Yeah, Uh, Allowing NIL groups to talk directly with university officials, current and prospective student-athletes. Yeah. This, and state leaders said this gives Tennessee universities a competitive advantage in comparison to other states. We have the state legislature getting involved in <laughs> SEC recruiting, basically <laughs> saying, hi, exactly. Alabama. Exactly. So the new law says that the collective can talk to the AD and the coaches and the players. There you go. So can NCAA rules work with that? I don't know. I mean, uh, NCAA is a voluntary organization to join. And obviously no one's leaving the NCA. And if there is a, and you can say, well, I hate the NCA, kill the NCA. Well, there's going to be something, call, something like the NCA. Right. I don't know how any of this would possibly work. How would you enforce this? Okay. You have like, I run the collective at school X, uh, and I can't call up the top, you know, I can't call Arch Manning up, say, Hey, that's what I want to give you. But somebody else, I mean, I mean, it's just, how are you policing this web of people?
1: I don't think you uh, see that was goes, a funny thing. Like. Okay, if you go back to last summer when all this first came into being, even then, I mean, like I'm getting people sending me pictures, like, "Yeah, you see this guy sitting on the prospect's golf cart? That's the biggest booster at school X, and he's not supposed to be there talking to him." Well, now we've we've blown past that, you know. I mean, that those are sorts of things have now just there's no that that guardrail ain't getting put back up. So, I again, I I don't see how you possibly get your arms around this now. And so I don't know what they do. I really don't. I have no idea what the future is going to look like uh, in this space.
2: Let it let it run. That's what you do. Yeah. They would never allow guardrails like this with the, themselves. No. Like some of this stuff with the uh, with the Jordan Addison and the tampering, you know, like what's tampering? Like a- anybody who's, who has a job, right? Let's say you're under contract throughout your career or even if you're not under contract, you just have a job. Invariably across your work career, you talk to somebody at another company and they say, Hey, maybe you'd ever be interested in coming over here or what's your plans for the future? Right. Like, this yep. just, that's just American adulthood. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's it could be less than, it can be teenager working. If you're working at McDonald's and the Burger King guy comes in and sees how good you're handling the register, they try to hire you to their register. How are you stop this? Why would you stop this? Uh, You know, like so. If anybody came to you in your entire work career and said, "Hey, you know what? Would you ever be interested in working our?" I cannot talk to you about this. This would be terrible. (laughs) I have a contract. Like nobody does that. These are. I I know it's chaotic, but I just uh, this deal with the chaos. You guys are making tons of money. Is there a better system? Yeah, the NFL system is better. The NBA system is better, but it's still, there's all sorts of tampering. There's all sorts of side deals. There's all sorts of stuff going on.
1: Right. Yeah. Like as soon as free agency hits and those things, it's like it takes eight minutes for its huge first huge signing, which means there was tampering going on. Not even. But-
0: it's like they, over the years on Twitter, it's like as soon as midnight or whatever hits, there's, there's yeah. tweets flowing out. I'm like, oh, okay. Absolutely, yeah, you know.
2: Yeah. Oh, and there's there's Kevin Garnett talking to Kyrie Will- uh, Kyrie Irving. I'm sorry. Hey, we got two max deals in Brook. They weren't even part of Brooklyn at the time. Like, they, neither one was in Brooklyn. Let's go to Brooklyn. We both got okay. Well, you know, here's the his thing about sports. It doesn't always work out, right? They haven't done crap in three years, and uh, Milwaukee and Boston, which drafted all their guys pretty much, uh, beat them. So you know, I don't. Know, it's, obviously, I understand talent wins out. I just. I feel like they're just chasing their tail trying to do this stuff rather than uh, I, I, I just I just I don't know. I don't know how in the world you think you're going to be able to police that or why anyone would expect you to be able to. You cannot have any con- any contact like there's too many people in the world. Like, all right. So what what's a booster? They've, they've defined booster in the past as anyone who went to the school. Right. So does that mean if I talk to any kid who's a high school football player? I'm a booster for UMass, which I wouldn't give a dollar to. <laughs> yeah,
1: we know in reality you're the you're <laughs> the anti-booster for UMass.
2: Like if I or if somebody asked me it's just how do, you're just so it's hard enough to I I think they need to have very again I said the other day, you have very serious tampering rules with coaches and athletic administration and maybe that curbs it a little. Takes a little heat off, but I this is this is what it is. Like it's like they lost all the lawsuits and then they're just continuing to be like, well, we'll just go back to before we had the lawsuits. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Right. I, well, they and that's the thing, is is like an almost just a refusal to face that this is the new world. Okay. And let's adapt to it and let's try to you know, make the best of the new world as opposed to, no, no, we got to go back to the old world. We can't do this. We can't do this. It's like, it's too late, man. The screams of like chance.
0: Christmas tree in your homework before you hand it in. You know, like everybody else has got, <laughs> you're like trying to copy. Oh, that might work.
1: <laughs> it's, it's pretty wild. You know, like when the walls came down, they came down hard. And the chaos inside of the walls now is just amazing the lack of uh, like any idea of how to respond how to proceed how to go forward without doing anything other than saying this is terrible we got to do something I-, I thought this was an interesting angle on it
2: we'll see how long
1: it lasts but john
2: calipari has kind of gone dabbo <laughs> da- john calipari william and christopher william Sweeney. christopher you yeah, had sorry, it right the it. first time <laughs> did i say it right yeah Dabo. yeah how do i normally say it whatever of all people i mean i gotta say i'm a little surprised says he's not they will not set up a deal to recruit a player <laughs> now he talked to tj beisner this interview is classic it's who's their director of player development uh-huh okay uh-huh i can't <laughs> yeah, wait to yeah. hear this yeah. okay it's it's a story. <laughs> On NIL and Kentucky, this is this is Beisner's words. Our basketball program has and continues to be ahead of everyone else. I know. These are the connect- conversations with recruits and other schools. We just don't flaunt on social media because we don't need to. It's Kentucky. It's the biggest stage for everything. Cal hired me a non-coach to, to his coaching staff for this very reason, and we have done better than anyone else. But we will not guarantee money as an inducement to anyone ever, period, because we don't need to. And we haven't missed out on anyone because of that. Our stance continues to be there is no better place on earth for a young person to develop as a player in person. And now there's no better place for NIL. We target players and families who share that vision. Some don't, and that's fine, but we are confident. He later said he talked to Cal, and this is Cal's quote, I've pushed for NIL for 10 years publicly and no one is more supportive, which is why our players are making more money than anyone the right way. NIL won't hurt us and hasn't for any kid we've really wanted, all caps. If NCA or federal government makes changes, we'll adapt and continue to lead. So what they're saying is when you get to Kentucky, you can make millions of dollars a year, real sponsorship, NIL. Mm-hmm. Basically pay, for, pay play. for play disguised as NIL. But we're right. not going to sit there and say, I've got two million bucks for you if you come here. And they're counting on their player development, their track record of getting to get guys in the league and everything else that goes into being Kentucky basketball to survive
1: that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. A super, a super, you sound, you <laughs> so, sound skeptical. Yeah. Kentucky's not going to pay anybody to come there to play basketball. That's what I'm hearing. So that's a departure, I kind of think, from the way things have happened in the past. Well, I am just going to you know, suggest that perhaps, given what we know about college basketball, That people, I don't know, I mean, you could throw out some names of some very high-profile players that went to school there. John Wall, Boogie Cousins, Anthony Davis, Julius Randall, the Harrison twins, et cetera, Carl Towns, uh, Trey Lyles. There may have been, you would think, maybe, I don't know, some stuff that might have happened there. I'm not suggesting anything Well, were they they paid by
2: Kentucky, or was was it a, I mean... There's always been the pay by Kentucky, or there's been agents are paying them, and we just look the other way, or there's I mean I, you don't know. I don't no, believe he's gotten in trouble at Kentucky. Yeah, uh, we can go back to the Emory envelope. Yeah, at Kentucky, or we can go back to other times. But are you all right? Let's just let's go back to the let's, bottom let's line take here. Take this on its face going forward. Besides the potential hypocrisy of a college basketball coach saying we don't pay, but let's let's move on going forward. He's basically saying we ain't doing it, and he thinks he can build the same way clemson does i don't i don't know whether that'll be act that
1: will work or not seems like yeah. duke's getting all the players right now we'll see yeah they're getting i, I mean john shire has owned cal in recruiting and in staffing now because he took jay lucas off his staff i mean if that's the way kentucky's gonna do it good luck to him maybe it'll work out fine it's just kind of funny coming from kentucky well kind of coming I mean,
2: it's, it's notable <laughs> it's notable mm-hmm. i i but I, I think it's like this like the thing with Calipari, I guess it stands out why I want to say this. He's not saying this is outrageous. This is insane. We're losing recruit. Like, he's not complaining. He's just saying we ain't doing it. And I, I at least appreciate that sentiment when everyone else is screaming into the heavens that this is so unfair.
1: Well, that, yeah. I mean, that's fine if that's your sentiment. I'm not sure it's a very productive sentiment to have. I mean, we'll see. it. I don't know whether it's going to work, I guess I would say. <laughs> You know, and I, I you may get your collective to say that, but hey, if if Joe Booster out there says, by God, we got to get this kid, I'm giving the kid the money. I'm not going through the collective. I'll just go to the kid myself and give it to him and they'll do that. I don't know. <laughs> there, there, there's there's a long tradition that I mean, go back to Kent Benson in the 1970s and <laughs> <in> his <laughs> campus visit.
0: <All> right. <laughs>
1: I, yeah, I mean, I think like
2: Jeff Ruland was promised a horse okay? yeah. like back in the day. Uh, uh, look, if, if, I think you're hung up on the Kentucky. I said it was a little outrageous, it was a little wild that it was on Kentucky, but their sentiment, at least he's not complaining. I guess that's my thing. Just say, you know what? We'll deal with it. We'll figure out another way. We're not into this. Yeah. Now, again, in two years when uh, they're in the NIT, <laughs> uh, you might have to change your thing. But hey, they would have
1: loved I, to have been in the NIT two years ago
2: better than Kalani Sataki going, I don't think an 18-year-old should have money, this much money in his bank account. Like, what are no, you talking I, about?
1: I agree, yes. I, I mean, and that's fine. If, if that's the stance Cal wants to take, again, I just don't know whether it'll be very productive for him when ev- everybody else is not playing that way. It's unilateral disarmament, but... Hey. Yeah, never, really, not usually a great idea. All right, Jordan
2: Addison officially in the portal. It did, did happen. It did happen. He did not immediately sign with USC. No. Now no. there could be two reasons for that. One is that he's <laughs> seeing what else anyone else wants to offer, or B, it would have been really stupid to sign with USC
1: the first day. Like, <laughs> right. Take a, After take a week. Accusations of tampering, maybe you don't just jump right yeah, in. Yeah,
2: do a sham sham recruiting visit somewhere. Like pretend. This is like when the NFL teams do the Rooney rule when they've already got like somebody yeah. signed up. Pretend you're interested in you know some other school, and then you go to USC. But uh, that one is still uh, still out
1: there. Yeah, it's uh, funny too. The, the like the wording that came along with his entry into the portal sounded very similar to Caleb Williams' wording. No decisions have been made. Going to take a lot to take our time and really look at things and evaluate things. And I bet he still ends up at USC. Yeah, I think Caleb might have helped him write it too. Well, yeah, he might have just said, "Here's what I said. Why don't you say the same thing?" Okay, got it.
0: And again the belief is Caleb was the one who's
2: done a lot of the recruiting here. If that's Tam and that can't be tampering. I mean, a, they're both from the same area, but if right. one I, player I, wants,
0: they've done this since high school too. You're the fr- well, first five star in the boat in a school. You're going to oh, try to pull everybody with you. Of course. They want that. That's yeah. the whole point. And, it's
1: and like, if hey, you dude. are literally, if you're friends from the same area, you know, you know, one's from DC and one's from Maryland. I think that's basically from the same state. And then, What's to stop them from talking and have they already have a relationship? You know, again, it's this is
2: how life works.
1: Yeah, bro. Yeah. It's awesome out here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you should come. <laughs> yeah. Would love to be throwing passes to you. Hey, sounds right. pretty good. I'll take Why a look would at Caleb it? Williams want good receivers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, it, it, I get the shock, but this is like this is what it is. It's 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 travel sports. Everyone switches teams every year, Yeah, travel sports. You're on this baseball team. Someone else takes, oh, we need this guy. He's a third baseman. And even though you're not in our state, I mean, it's just uh, you got the one time, one time thing. That's why. whatever they're going to come up with here. Uh, I, I don't know what they would have come up with before that would have worked. But now I just don't see how it does. Um, but they're going to try. I just, you know. It's a few, a few quote unquote guardrails, but all the quotes are always from people who are upset. And I, I just don't <laughs> generally when people get more freedom and more opportunities, they aren't, they, they don't want them taken away. They, they, they're, they're happy about that. Uh, again, like it's just, it's just the way it works. Sports wagering. There's nobody, I'm sure there's somebody who got addicted to sports wagering or whatever and is in trouble, but most people are not sitting there going, that's, it's terrible. I, I don't I, I'm, I'm very angry that I can pull out my phone and bet the, the over under goals on an NHL game tonight. <laughs> right. Nobody wants stuff taken away from them. I just I don't know how this is going to be possible. But all the complaints, I, I haven't heard a lot of players complain. I haven't heard any players say, you know what? I think I should have zero dollars in my bank account.
1: Yeah, no, they're not complaining. And, and I, if they so be it. They don't get to say, I think you shouldn't have zero dollars in your bank. Right. Account. I mean, the one player that we know of who expressed some disappointment or dissatisfaction was Isaiah Wong at Miami because his (laughs) NIL deal wasn't as good as the incoming uh, player from Kansas State, Nigel Pack. So, all right, well, maybe he's going to go augment his NIL deals elsewhere or he'll just deal with it. All
2: right, last one on NIL and recruiting. On3 had a story about coaches stunned at how much money top quarterback recruits. I mean, we quote James Franklin in here, who just signed a yeah. deal that pays him nine million dollars. Yeah, after a bad year, after a bad year, because Michigan State. I mean, this, 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 this story is great. Basically, says uh, the the story and the the, the idea that uh, uh, Nico Ayamaleva, the the quarterback out of California, who's going to Tennessee, is getting eight million dollars over essentially five and a half years, because I think he's getting paid now and he's only a junior in high school. By the Tennessee Collective, at least that is the belief. Whether that is accurate or not, has set the.
0: He did have a, like a uh, a ice cream social when he was in town at a very <laughs> s- specific ice cream spot that you can come sign some autographs. So okay, yeah. So he's an ice cream money.
1: social. How wholesome and, and innocent!
0: Yeah,
2: is there, it's worth eight mil.
1: Yeah, it's sure. a lot of ice cream. It's a lot of ice cream. Anyway,
2: the uh, uh, he is because one guy got money. All of a sudden, all the other quarterbacks are looking at, and their families are looking and saying, Well, if he's worth eight million and I'm better or close to as good, I'm worth this. I mean, <laughs> here's an yeah. SEC recruiting coordinator. These are college football <laughs> coaches saying this. Everything is based <laughs> on what Nico is getting. <laughs> Nico set the market. The number being out there 7.5 and 8 million for four years. What we're seeing is everyone wants Nico money. They want that Nico number. <laughs> Okay, here's another one.
0: That's the best recruiting news in 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 the history of Tennessee football, right there.
1: Yeah, right. They want that Nico number. What's Arch Manning going to command? He's going to get double. He's going to get a double Nico. Here's another. Here's another. Here's
0: a
2: source to on three. It's almost like a pride thing. They want to get paid. They want to say my kid's worth this, and it changes our family's lifestyle. That's not a pride thing. That's called. (laughs) That's
1: that's that's called. (laughs) Basic business. That's how we all go about the business. How dare these families want to become millionaires? It's such a
2: foreign concept in the United States. What? I want to change our family's lifestyle. In, in a country where we have people who are $200 billion and still want more, right? And I, I don't That's fine. Here's an SEC, another guy from the SEC, unnamed. They saw Nico get all that money, and they're thinking, my kid's just as good, if not better. Everybody saw Mel Tucker get
1: all that money and they go, who the, the fucking Mel Tucker doesn't want anything. Exactly. That's yeah. <laughs> this is these quotes. Come on.
2: I'm not, yeah. You got a point. Okay. There's a like, I, I, there's a point here where you're like, dude, this is kind of crazy. We got to yeah. try to drum up like 7 million bucks to pay this kid. We're not really even sure if he's that good. That, yeah. I get it. I yeah. don't want to be in that business. I get it. You're stunned that families are looking and saying, hey, that's the going rate. I would like that. Coaches? (laughs) who
1: renegotiate their deals every year? Like when Mel Tucker got that contract, agents and coaches were dancing everywhere. Like, oh, well, hell, if Mel's getting that, then I'm going to get this. James Franklin was popping bottles left and right. (laughs) It was like, oh,
2: my God. (laughs) Mel Tucker?
0: (laughs) The best thing about NIL is we're going to get Randy Edsel type bonuses in some of these, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: how good would that be? Oh,
2: oh you my know God. And quarterbacks are going to be like, ah, I'm, I'm auto. I'm running. If I run for a first down, oh, I get 750. Exactly. Bucks. Like, I'm yeah. checking at <laughs> the line
1: because I'm 28 <laughs> yards away from a bonus I'm here. We're throwing numbers. this thing downfield.
2: <laughs> yeah. The end of the NBA season is all that, right? These guys <laughs> yeah. get in for like 10 seconds. Cause they collect like 200 grand. Gronk. Yeah. yeah like Brady miss on purpose. So you get an extra rebound, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I the just the gall of college sports and college football coaches complaining that people see a market set and yep. then demand more is just unbelievable. It's, and this is where you lose the argument because right. people like me get distracted by the stupidity. Well, yeah. The 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 I don't blame you for wanting more money. <laughs> if Mel Tucker gets eight and a half million, yeah. <laughs> you're Kirby Smart, you're going, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, no problem. If you're G- Ryan Day, you hold on now. Hey, if you're so, Jim Harbaugh, you know, But
1: yeah, you, I'm fine with them. You can't then say, "Well, what are these guys doing?" Of course, they want more money. Yeah, you know what you want now. If you're like, if you're a hot shot high school quarterback and that quarterback's family who has the gall to perhaps improve their lifestyle, you want Nico to go to the quarterback collective with your kid and have your kid outplay Nico there or outplay him at Elite Eleven. Or whatever, and then you go in and say, well, you know, my kid was the MVP of Elite 11, not the $7.5 million guy, so what am I going to get here? That's what you Here's want. The, if, you, if you're Nico, you might be better off just putting it on ice and saying, I, I, I don't need to go to the Collective. I don't need to do, go to Elite 11. I got my money. I'll see it at Tennessee. Got my money. If you are – I got
0: Long Beach Poly tickets, so he needs to still play the season. I'm, I'm going to be a- – <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Are you going to start game. going to Long Beach Poly games? Uh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> high school football <laughs> in Southern California is just amazing. I, I, I'm a great. big fan of Southern
1: California football. What if they so put I, him on a pitch count there? I'm only throwing 10 times a game and I will not run. I mean, sure. I'll still go watch
0: the first quarter. Right. <laughs> 20 minutes like down my Im- street.
2: Become the Amani Bates of football, right? <laughs> right? screw it all up. Amani expected to go to Louisville. his like 14th school in the last 11 months. It's working out great. That's the oh, thing. Yeah. Some of these guys are going right. to screw it all up. Oh, I mean, they will. Look, well, they'll screw we'll it do. up.
0: Look who just committed to Tennessee. Very similar story. Old Brew McCoy. Oh, my gosh. He got mentioned last episode. He sure did. For being did. a bust recruit
2: at Texas. Now and he's transferred from USC to Tennessee. Yeah, that's school number three. All right, so the they're they're upset because the money's really big for quarterbacks. It's going to get bigger, and again, it comes down to like there's a reason that Patrick Mahomes makes forty something million and Andy Reid makes like seven. I hate to break it to the coaches, but you're no longer the most valuable person on the team, right? And and for a an, an entity that for years made money because you could make your players wear a certain brand of shoe. You, got, you just don't have a lot to stand on. When you were paid more money by Nike to outfit a grown man than coach the actual team, I I, I don't know where you're going with this. Yeah, these, these QBs are going to be worth a hell of a lot of money. Trevor Lawrence was worth a lot of money. They were in the playoffs. When Trevor wasn't at Clemson, they're not in the playoffs. Now, football's a team game and all that, but you just, like, there's just got to be a point where these complaining
1: stories are like, come on. That's these coaches and and administrators. I don't think they they don't understand the full depth of the hypocrisy involved here, and because they're out of touch, they don't they don't see the world the way people outside see it, and so they really do think that yeah, this is like the end of their civilization. This is this is we need guardrails. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we're at. So. We'll see what
2: happens the, over the weekend. Yeah. All right, here's an interesting story from college basketball. Kind of cool. It's a Matt Norlander story on CBS. 22 of Division I's 32 conferences are going to try to clear a week of their season, like mid-February, a, expect to play a away game and a home game. It's just kind of like the old bracket buster thing they did for NCAA. Mm-hmm. And none of these will be the major conferences, at least. The top six because they've got too much money in the TV deals. But they could presumably get to the Mountain West and the Atlantic 10 and, you know, those kind of leagues that have some good, good basketball. And an algorithm, they would have like a a selection Sunday and an algorithm based on how their season is going would pair up all the teams on an even thing. So you'd add two quality non-conference games and kind of add some pop to the middle of the season when people aren't really paying attention to those, like it's easy for a Gonzaga or I um, I don't know, whomever to to jump in and get like a good early season. Oh, we're playing Duke early in the year. Or we're at this yeah. Vegas, right. you know, little tournament, they, they the Maui classic, but mid-February. I'm stoked for bubble teams. It's good for bubble teams yeah. to add, a, oh. add an extra game. I mean, thoughts, I don't know how this
1: could be a bad thing. So. No, it's a great thing. I think it's fantastic. It, it, it is good on every level unless you are the eighth best team in the ACC and you may be threatened because two good teams from like the Missouri Valley and A-10 are going to play each other and get a quality win. So I don't think most of us have a whole lot of sympathy for the eighth place team in the ACC in general when it comes to NCAA tournament selection. So I think it's a great thing. Uh, it does help those conferences. Uh, It is good, unique, like outside the box thinking and good TV content, Um, you know, interesting games, but matching good teams that will help them. Uh, There's nothing wrong with it. And I think one of the one of the big errors college basketball has made in recent years is just failing to capitalize on various points in the schedule by delivering good TV content. You know, you when college football ends on a Monday. Uh, with the championship game, like the Tuesday next Tuesday that that week, <clears throat> people still want to watch sports on TV. Give them a five days of great games on college basketball. They're like, ah, oh, no, we just this is the way we've always done the schedule. There'll be some good ones, there'll be some bad ones, whatever. I would look to to really ramp up that point. You get to February, Super Bowl ends, some more audience comes in, and that's where you get something like this that brings in a bunch of really interesting games that will have NCAA tournament impact as people start thinking about who's in and who's out and Dan gets mad because Joe Lenardi cranks up but people are watching that (laughs) stuff about who's on the bubble and who isn't but I just think it's a fantastic idea Brian Thornton the WAC commissioner I've seen known him basically a little bit since he was in high school in Louisville Kentucky he's from Louisville went to Eastern High School smart smart guy worked for the NCAA uh new commissioner there young guy and he's uh he's made an immediate impact I think with this very good idea I'll go one deeper on this. I think they should turn this into some kind of uh, of a
2: some kind of a tournament, and maybe you break off the if you're in the if you're ranked in the top sixteen or something or the top eight at least of the whatever the algorithm of the participating things play three games in one site, hand out a trophy, sure, get an nil deal so the players get a kick, yeah, right. Somehow reward the players. I know we've already, you know, stopped there. <laughs> oh, my God. God why else. would you even think of that? Because, like, you know what I like about soccer, internet, like European soccer, they get they have all sorts of trophies. Yeah. They're always competing for something. And they they may not be the ultimate prize, but each one matters, right? Like winning right. something matters. Yep. And we get that a little in college, but like, it means something to win, like, the preseason NIT or the Maui Classic a little bit. But put one in the middle for these mid-majors. You could probably turn it into a single event that would get some a decent crowd. And good media coverage. Hell, I'll go. Good media coverage. Put it in indie or something. Yeah. And drum up some, um, get it on TV. People love one and dones. Like, the people will watch, like, that basketball tournament for a <laughs> million bucks. Yeah. You know, do or die. There's something to play for. You win this trophy. The team that wins gets some money. Everyone's going for it. Uh, the gambling interest will be there. It, it just, just create an event for the non if you're not in the power, power five or six, do that and say, you know what, I think this is going to be better. I think it's like next year, if you have Houston playing Gonzaga and there's a million dollars on the line somehow or or some some amount of money and, and, and a trophy that you want to win. But I bet then all of a sudden it's like this is fun. Sure. I don't know. Find a way to make it fun. Make it not look like a college basketball game or something. I don't, I don't I'm right. not quite sure because I'm thinking of on the, but usually my ideas are tremendous. And I don't know why college sports hasn't hired yeah. me and paid me uh, Mark Embert money to solve all their problems. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Keep waiting on that. But this, is, I like the idea. And you put it, put it in Indy, do it on a week when, when Butler is on the road twice and play it at Hinkle. Uh, Indy no, it has very recent experience hosting a, you know, a multi-team tournament all right there or where, you know, put it wherever that's the city to do it and having three games. Yeah. And, and you got quarters, semis and a final, you never have a third place game. If you want, hell, you can have fifth and seventh place games if you want, but you have your own little mid Midwestern Maui invitational in the middle of the year. I think COVID exposed the scheduling
0: just ridiculousness of, every, well you're, right. you know, right. where we could do this on a dime, and mm-hmm. we could have really successful matchups
1: very quickly. So why aren't we doing this every year? The Mid-Major Midwest Maui Invitational. Midway, <laughs> Mid-Major Midwest Mid-Season. They did mid-season. host the Maui Invitational. Like, yeah. wasn't that good guy moved Asheville, one year? North Carolina. So.
2: <laughs> it's like, dude, we're in the Maui in a couple of years. Yeah. I don't know. I think it would be fun. I think he'd end up getting, like, some rivalries, too, because it'd be kind of the same sure. teams. Yeah, Right. I don't know. Try something. Let's do something, college basketball. Yeah. Uh, All right, Pat, uh, before I get to the couple stories I have here, Derby. Yes. Derby week. First off, are there any names in the Derby field that are making you very, very angry? I know you have a... Yeah, Uh, you tend to, that's a trigger. It's a trigger, right? Absolutely. Is that the word the kids use? Yes.
1: No, like last year, yes. Last year on the pod, I was completely outraged at the presence of soup and sandwich in the field for the Kentucky Derby. And appropriately, soup and sandwich finished ass last in the Derby last year. If he had gotten Uh, a a better name, he would have finished better. I promise you. So, uh, but now this year's field, there's nothing quite that offensive. Uh, the, 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 name I like least is probably Mo Donegal, uh, M O Donegal being a, an Irish word. And it's like yeah, the, it the problem. The, yeah. Well, yes, the big, well, the big problem we're looking at here in horse racing is uncle Mo was a really good horse and has been a very productive sire. And so now there's just horses all over the place named Mo and Mo is not the most regal horse name. Okay. And that's unfortunately now been foisted upon us and will be for generations. So I am down on Mo Donegal as a horse name. It's actually a nice looking horse who's pretty good, won the Wood Memorial, but he's he drew the number one post. So, so you I'm gotta keep your dad's name. They do it they do a lot of that. And I don't know whether that's you know involved with part of the breeding agreements or not, but there's a lot of that where yeah. names just get handed down. You know, kind like of Medina's separately,
2: like when like all of a sudden everyone was named Shaq. Because
1: all, all the people <laughs> yes. are like, Shaq's a great yeah. name. I'm gonna name my kid Shaq. <laughs> Well oh yeah, Shaq and when Jalen Rose all, of a sudden like, all the Shacks out yeah, there. Several I'm thousand Jalen's, Jaylen, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Jalen, right? Jalen, and they think Jalen Rose claims his mom invented the name. He does. I know it. There's no Jalen's before Jalen Rose. <laughs> I've talked to him about this. I, I know. I, know. <laughs> <It's> like, <Fair laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. If you, I mean, as some. This woman in Detroit is, has a baby. Jay, <laughs> I mean, Jalen's a good, solid name too. It is. Oh yeah! Like, that's just a nice-sounding name. That, how
1: did no one think of the word Jalen? I don't five know. letters. It's yeah. My my oldest son had a friend he played basketball with named Jalen, and his dad I, be- I believe named him because Jalen Rose put the put the bug in his ear.
2: You're not going to put your pick here. You're going to do it on the on the
1: horse racing gambling pod. Is that right? That's correct. And under Sully's uh, orders and discretion, I, this pick has been uh, reserved for that. Pod, which you must listen to, everybody. Yahoo Sportsbook Daily. Tune in. Like if you if you want a good name to bet on, like my the. I also, I don't like Happy Jack. That's a bad name. I'm not. You know, first of all, I'm kind of anti happiness to begin with, and then Jack, it's just too <laughs> best friend. So, uh, but the uh the the Wetzel pick in terms of horse name is Messier for the great hockey player. Since you're a hockey guy, you can bet Messier. Uh, I am t- on name alone. Epicenter. I like that name, and it's a really good horse as well. So, uh,
2: all right, let's get to. I have two stories here. Uh, one is very sad, uh, and involves uh, killing chickens. Oh boy! I
1: mean, uh, which we'd like well, when yeah, making we're not, a sandwich, but yeah, but this was not. for was not opposed. for to for in order to make a sandwich. I take it. No. Um. So there is
2: a town, Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Uh, a rooster, uh, which turned out to be named Carl. Uh, speaking showed of up,
1: questionable names, okay.
2: Carl uh, would hang out at a tattoo parlor, uh, owned by a guy named Matt Stebley. Carl would wake up and uh, mosey around town. He'd go over the bagel shop, they'd feed him. <laughs> he'd, he'd wander the town. Uh, he'd often go to the donut shop. He would watch people go into a fitness class at 5.30 in the morning. People took <laughs> pictures of Carl, everyone loved Carl.
1: This is the most Southern story we've ever done.
2: Yeah, Carl the The, Rooster was very popular, (laughs) a larger-than-life figure. Uh, This is per the Washington Post. This is a story in the Washington Post, okay? Uh, A larger-than-life figure in the city of 18,000. He was iconic, is the quote. But last week, Carl went missing. Mm, mm. Days later, an investigation revealed what happened. Police say a woman who worked as a juvenile corrections officer snatched Carl, killed him, He dumped his body in a neighboring city. Yeah, very sad. Oh, no. Oh,
1: no.
2: Kendra Schaefer was issued a citation for animal cruelty, a misdemeanor. She was also fired from her job at the juvenile detention center. Hell, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Like, this woman's out here just murdering chickens. (laughs) Yeah. Not to make a sandwich. No, but just to be a sociopath. I mean, she does not need to be working with the troubled youth of of Ocean City, Mississippi. Yeah, throw her in the slammer.
1: Absolutely.
2: Uh, it's we expect terrible. the individuals employed by the Jones County Sheriff's Department to perform their duties and live their lives in a professional and honorable merit manner. Well, they don't know that Alabama woman helped help that dude escape, right? That's Carl
0: was so much more than a rooster. Rob told the news station. He, he called the bird a pillar of the community. Of the
1: community. <laughs> That's quite a community when the, the, the town rooster is a pillar. They're prefer. Uh, they're gonna have a
2: parade line, like a funeral line, like a in New a Orleans second line party. thing. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, that's,
1: that's fantastic. Uh, pour one so out for Carl. My question,
2: yeah. Pour one out for Carl. Um, the question is, is a mister beater enough?
1: What is no. the punishment? Should go down to this Kendra Schaefer. I mean, I'd put Kendra on a slow boat out into the Gulf and say, you're not allowed back on dry land. You're out. Kick her Spray off just, mainland you, America. You just make her live on a boat. Yeah, something. I just get like, <laughs> get rid of her. Penalty for yes. killing a rooster. Yes, get rid of her. She's out. Yeah. All right. I mean, mm. there's no jail time involved here. I, I would, this person I would, is nuts.
0: I would put her in the actual. Uh, I would fire her from the from the juvenile center and house her in the juvenile center as one of like <laughs> the go. the troubled youths. Now, uh, <laughs> I don't think you want a 35 year old woman in there with those. Uh, guys. That's, that's a good, that's a good, good point. Good point. Yeah. Good point. But. Um, no, well, she but that needs, definitely needs more than a misdemeanor. This is a yeah. weird
2: person.
1: Uh, the yeah. entire I,
0: town I, is is emotionally scarred. Like that alone is a, is a, yes, is a civil she is, suit.
1: She has not just killed a rooster. She's wounded a town. I mean, come yeah, on. That's uh, not taking down oh. a pillar, a pillar. Unbelievable. Two
2: corrections. I mispronounced the uh, town in Alabama. Maybe, maybe Uh-oh. not. Yeah, there's there's turn or whatever. I'm not even going to look up how to say it, but apparently. In case you care.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, flomaton, and B, I had an, a I think you said
2: Flomaton. I'm saying it wrong. Whatever it is, I, maybe I'm saying it right now, I don't know. I don't really care. I'm just saying <laughs> some people were a little upset about that. Um second, uh I okay, I had a compliance director reach out to me. Uh-oh. I don't know if this person wants to be uh, admit that they listen. So <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it an anonymity, but Scott Frost 5 Game pe- five-day work penalty is it's championship season. is called like basically
1: in season. Correct. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. I was corrected so I had, on that today out at Churchill Downs by I had that wrong. Someone so too. he's so, yeah
2: Scott Frost is uh is suspended for five games in season. Doesn't have to wait for like the Big Ten Championship or a bowl. Yeah, I uh, yeah, had that yeah. wrong. There is a ten thousand dollar fine though. So Slippery Noodle Night better oh, than yeah. normal because it's usually only a five thousand dollar fine. Right. The NCA staff is going to be drinking it up. They can
1: go uh, top someday. shelf now on their cocktails. Yeah, they can go top shelf. Uh, all right. So Scott
0: Frost can wait until like the week of the North Dakota game to do it. Basically, I, do, I don't. I don't know. I
2: don't yeah. know that anyone cares if Scott Frost is working or not. <laughs> he should wait until he's bought out after the Oklahoma yes, game, and something. then
1: you should serve your five yeah. games.
2: All right. Uh, this story is a it's slightly above PG. I get maybe not really, but you're, you're forewarned if okay. you're in the car. And your, I don't know where this there. is going just,
1: either, listeners. So we're all on. I've not here. told
2: anybody about this story. So I'm just—that's your warning, okay? If you can't handle this, uh, it's great juvenile humor. Um, as you know, I'm a big fan of the Daily Mail in London. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think the finest thing about the internet is I can read the London tabloids every day. You get great joy. <laughs> if you if you don't read the Daily Mail every day, I don't know what you're doing. All right, here we go. <laughs> I'll just read it. How about that? Okay. A man. So let's just put it this way. You open up your daily mail. You're on the underground in London. And here's your story. A man who spent six years with a penis on his arm (laughs) after an operation went wrong. Needless to say, went wrong. (laughs) Has revealed the (laughs) difficulties caused by the unusual placement. (laughs) He includes
1: uh, uh, struggling
2: to cuddle his grandmother. Oh come on! And burning it while cooking. What? Those are some of the <laughs> difficulties. Malcolm McDonald, what? forty-seven. This isn't real. Come on. This is the Daily Mail. It's, it's real. Very reputable. I'm it's gonna real. Be real. But there's a
0: picture he, of a, he's. It's like he's he's holding his art up like he's he's fa- he's a falconer, and it's just like all blurred out. <laughs> it's. <laughs> He is, he is. Yeah, it's blurred, (laughs) which is
2: kind of, I mean, if you're reading this far, you kind of just want (laughs) to. No, I don't want to. Okay. He appeared on Channel 4 uh, last night. Uh, I don't know what date this was. That's a big channel in London on a show. uh, You want to know what the show is called? Freaks. The of man England. with a penis on his arm. That was the name of the show. The
0: man with a penis on They're his arm. They're really, okay. really, uh, really <laughs> got it going on in London.
2: If I'm running through the guide and I see a show, <laughs> the man with i am I'm gonna I'll probably watch that show. Um, kind of like he had
0: pound ten, or two ton sisters or whatever it's called. Like, yeah, OK. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: He had the thing uh, amputated from its uh, proper spot or more traditional location, shall we say? I don't want to judge. <laughs> more traditional. Yes. After a blood infection caused it to d- decay. So he had a real tragedy. Holy. Um, man. But he uh, could have a have it grafted onto the skin of his arm. In a <laughs> 50,000 pound uh, operation. So he got it. But so I, uh I, there, I, it,
1: I have so <laughs> many questions.
2: Come okay. on. Well, uh, during the surgery didn't work <laughs> out. So it was stuck to the arm, but then hospital <laughs> lays followed by the COVID <laughs> pandemic, man, it stayed there for 6 years. <laughs> he wanted to get it off, but <laughs> COVID <laughs>
1: He says uh, it's made his life miserable. <laughs> <laughs> what did he think was going to happen? It wasn't going to be miserable. Well, I mean, I, there's a lot here. Uh, there's it a really lot.
2: It, it, <laughs> the whole thing. He ended up becoming homeless and did a lot of drugs because okay. there's been a lot of problems in this store. Uh, he was, he was uh, like, you know, everything was going along okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It worse, <laughs> Sorry. I can't even read some of this stuff. It gets even worse, oh um, all right, so to get to the problem areas, <laughs> he revealed the difficult and embarrassing situations he faced, including uh uh it falling out in the supermarket uh, he accidentally hit his own grandmother in the face <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like, falling out of what I mean like. I mean, I slap myself in the eye with it. It's dead weight. When you you cuddle your nan at Christmas, you hit her in the eye. Oh, my God. (laughs) I went to Waitrose. There's an old lady there that needs some help, and it fell out of the bandage, and it fell out on her head. (laughs) I could have given her a heart attack, mate. When I'm cooking, it burns. I can't use the back hob. These are English terms. Of course, I feel less of a man. This is Uh, one he he was a keen dart player, but that has been
1: (laughs) (laughs) got to switch arms for that. uh, You need to go to your off arm, even by the Daily Mail standards. They must have been sitting there saying, you're kidding me. We really have this story. Well,
2: Channel 4 put it on the TV there. I, I would I would play the audio of him, but he's got a super thick accent. I'm still confused on why it ever went on
1: the arm. Yeah, no, that's. Like I I we got to rewind here a little bit just like okay something goes wrong down there you get this infection or whatever that's the solution like you 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 take it off there and you somebody says let's <laughs> just put it on your arm. you're like okay sure like what what are we doing here why is this a solution why is this an alternative any doctors out there listening to this if John Bobbitt is a listener, it. talk to us. Maybe he thought he could get it reattached. It's a little confusing in here. He did <gasps> sometimes, sometimes it the daily twenty
0: twenty one.
1: Oh, that's he. Okay, so it was like it was, it was in like, storage. Yeah. It was in storage on the arm. It's like when you grow sod somewhere else and then <laughs> and then you yeah, transplant it. Holy night! This what? this documentary
2: um, is is incredible. Again, the quote he he just it's too thick to. You got to really pay attention, (laughs) but don't look too. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, England's just fantastic. (laughs) People do some stuff
1: there. (laughs) And then like, like, so it's transplanted onto your arm. Does it, does it have feeling? Does it have sensation or is it just, I
2: I don't believe it did. Okay.
1: But then, so you're going to put it back and it's going to work.
2: Yes. I think the fact that it threw off his dart game is the funniest <laughs> part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he it's says, a big like,
1: problem on the London pubs, you know. He says, he can't explained, it
0: of- now it's gone. He says, quote, but now it's gone, the little bugger. <laughs> yeah, he's just got scars on there
2: now. Okay. Okay. Talk about the, the pro- I mean, you know, the, the hugging man, um, yeah. the cooking, and my dart game is off. <laughs>
1: It's quite a tale of woe for our man. Anyway, this week in the Daily Mail. There you go. (laughs) Uh, It's just my, our our pod, two cents of advice for people. If you're going to, you know, if you got that problem, I feel very bad for you. But don't just like go with the arm transplant. At least hold
2: out for like Netflix. Don't take (laughs) that Channel 4 number. You and the youth quarterbacks out there. Hold out for more. Hold out for more. They're trying to improve their life. How dare they! All right, that's our pod. Enjoy the Derby. Enjoy the spring weekend. Canelo Alvarez fight Cinco de Mayo this weekend. Everything's good. Thank you for uh, listening. Please continue to share us and sending us absurd stories um, because we span the globe here. We span the globe. Rest in peace, Cole. You get deep in the off season and yeah, it all yeah, it all kind of goes off the rails. <laughs> <laughs>